1: Very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat him up. Enjoy.
0: Welcome, everybody, to the Feeling It podcast. Happy to have you back with us. Today, we're going to be talking about what we're feeling, as always. Um, And we'll then go into a little bit of news and then go into our main topic today, which is uh, discussing the new film in the Fast and Furious franchise, The Fate of the Furious. So before we get into it, let's introduce ourselves. Um, let us know who you are, where you are, what you do. And uh, in honor of Fast and Furious, what was what was your first car? Like, what was the model of your first car?
2: I'm Sandra Umstutz. I'm a social media manager in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, my first car was a white convertible, Volkswagen Cabriolet. Um, mm. Oh wow! It was. It sounds a lot fancier than it was. I promise. <laughs> it was a pretty junky car.
1: Uh, I'm Lucas Ride, a designer in the Bay Area, and my first car was a 1981 Toyota Tercel. My parents got it new, and uh, then I drove it for until it died. Oh. I think that's like, what
0: a first car is. That's like the platonic Better ideal be. of a first car, is a 1981 Toyota Tercel. Yep. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I am Lawson Soured, uh, an art director in Nashville, Tennessee. And my very first car was a uh, two-door green Nissan pickup. And I don't know what model it was, but it was a standard transmission. And so for the rest of my life, I know how to drive a stick shift. I'm very thankful for
1: yes. that. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Each week we talk about what we're feeling, whether it's movies, TV, music, pop culture, or the latest internet video that has uh, captivated our attention. Um, So let's get into it. Lucas, what are you feeling this week?
1: This week I'm feeling the premiere of the new season of Doctor Who. Um, Season 10 has been in the works for a long time, and I've... Like Do- Doctor Who has been something that I have loved for probably the last five years or so, um, but it's one of those shows that I can 100% see why people would not get into it at all, um, but it's something that I really love, and I feel like this new season is going to be really great. The pilot kicked off really well, or I, I, it's not a pilot. It, the first season, or the first episode, which is called The Pilot, um, kicked off really well. Um, this is going to be the guys playing the doctor, Peter Capaldi. This is his last season as the doctor. Um, and it's also the last season for the showrunner, Stephen Moffat. Um, and I think this is going to be something that they're kind of at together. They're wrapping up. And it seems like, I I feel like in a, in a, in a showrunner's final season, you'd have a lot of navel gazing, a lot of, um, looking back at all the great things that, that the characters have done and things like that. Um, yeah, a bunch of retrospectives over the last, you know, because he's been running the show for, I think, about five years. And I feel like they're, they're actually kind of kicking it off as if this is a brand new show here, um, kind of giving it a new direction. So if you have been out on Doctor Who and or have left it for a while... Um, and want to come back or are intimidated by the amount of episodes <laughs> that are in this show. This is a show that has been on British television for the last 50 years or so, um, on and off. And so it's something that I feel like is hard for people to just jump into. But this season specifically, um, we have a new companion. Um, and the next season, we're getting a new doctor and new showrunner. So I feel like this is a good time. If you're interested, check out the first season of season the first episode of season ten, which is called The Pilot. So
2: Lucas, is there a new companion or is it the same companion from the previous season?
1: There's a new companion this season. Okay. And they're tr- and they're treating it more as if we're getting introduced to the doctor and what this show is about for the first time through her eyes.
2: Yeah. I always feel like whenever from what I can tell and from what I've experienced Whenever there's a new companion, the show feels like it's a whole new show all of a sudden. That, like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we get get all these reintroductions. It feels like a very first episode, like a pilot episode of a TV show. Um, Yeah. And so that's always a really fun place for people to start, is with starting with the fresh eyes of a new companion.
1: Exactly. Yep. I have
0: um, never watched Doctor Who before. This sounds like... I'm going to see if I can get my hands on this first episode and or if I can convince Lindsay to watch it too because having an entry point for something this vast is so hard. So that would
1: be great. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a weird show to get into. It really is just... It's hard to, I think, push past a little bit of the campiness of this show. <laughs> um, but there is mm-hmm. a lot of heart here. There really is. And um, it's definitely one of my favorite shows. And the guy who's taking over... Um, next season is the guy who ran Broadchurch, which I loved. And I'm really excited oh, yeah. to see what he has to do with it.
2: Yeah. So, Lucas, how do you feel about this new companion?
1: Oh, she's great. She's my favorite companion so far. Okay. Um, I think she's the most down-to-earth. And I think recently um, they've kind of, I guess, made the companions a little superhero-ish. They always have something about them that intrigues the Doctor and is a little more... um. I don't know, otherworldly, whereas this is just kind of a a, a normal <laughs> a normal person who just wants to kinda of, you know, go for a ride with the doctor.
2: Yeah. That's really exciting. Um you've definitely intrigued me, Lucas. I watched I think two seasons of Doctor Who that I really did fall in love with and then kind of fell off of. Um mm-hmm. and I could see myself getting back into this. Well,
0: thank you so much, Lucas. Uh A lot of us need a point to get into Doctor Who if it ever was something we wanted to get our uh, nerd street cred up. So (laughs) it really helped us out. Um, Sandra, what are you feeling this week, pal?
2: So I know I'm late to the game, but this week I'm feeling S-Town. I... um, went on a road trip this past weekend. I had a 14 hour drive ahead of me. And so I thought, well, this is a really perfect time to listen to all seven hours of this serialized Mm -hmm. podcast. Um, yeah. So I binged S town and then I immediately listened to y'all's critique of it as soon as I was done listening. Um, and it's of course, incredible. It's so beautiful. Um, I don't want to say a lot about it just because obviously there's a lot of spoilers. And also y'all did a great job of like talking about it. And so I would recommend people go listen to our podcast episode about it. If they want to hear more thoughts on it, I would just say that listening to it the entire time I just was like kind of shouting to myself in my car. Like, I can't believe this is real like this. Not only the story is so remarkable, but, um, the way things would line up so conveniently for the storyteller um, to make it like an extra layer of dramatic or um, insightful or poetic. Um, it, I think is a masterpiece and it's something that I hope, I really hope that this is a piece of storytelling that we look to in years to look in years to come as something remarkable and that it doesn't fall to the wayside of, Oh, that one podcast we all listened to that one time. Uh, I, I really hope it, you know, makes a mark.
0: Yeah, I think it will. Well, first of all, Sandra, you are, according to my entire office, not behind the uh, behind the times. Because everyone has just started <laughs> this week being like, have you heard of this podcast, S-Town? And I was like, uh... I don't want to sound like that guy, (laughs) but I listened to that in one day. um, But it's been great to start to have like the second wave of conversations with people. Or if you weren't like, you know, the equivalent of an Apple fanboy waiting out overnight for your new iPhone, um, the second wave of conversations about this, because it's been like, I agree with you. It is a incredible piece of storytelling um, and they put so much work into coming up with Uh, these metaphors and doing all of this research and getting all of this tape to cull through and make an amazing story and uh, yeah, it's just it feels like you could have a museum about this one guy now um, based on just this piece of work and it, I don't know it it makes me so uh, encouraged for uh, human beings capacity to Uh, try to empathize and sympathize with other human beings and to tell their stories in ways that are as compelling as the idea of life so like i i'm so overwhelmed by that and i completely agree with you i hope this endures the test of time because i think it has all the pieces there to endure yeah totally ah great pick sandra sorry i went off on a tear (laughs) there i just couldn't agree with you more (laughs) great i'm glad to hear it um well great um so my what I am feeling this week uh, is uh, very surprising based on my musical taste and picks in the past. Um, but it is the new <laughs> album, Damn, by Kendrick Lamar. Uh, it's so, so good. Um, I want to start off talking about it by playing a clip from the track that is most caught in my head. Um, that I was thrilled to see they just uh, released a music video for, which I think means it's going to be a single that gets some radio play. Uh, but this this song I want to play apart a from is called DNA. I
2: got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. Cocaine the peace got war and peace inside my dna i got power poison pain and joy inside my dna i got hustle though ambition flow inside my dna i was born like this is born like this immaculate conception i transformed like this perform like this with she a new weapon i don't contemplate i meditate then off your fucking head this that puts the kiss to bed this that i got Yeah,
0: incredible. And you guys should check out the music video if you get a chance. It features Don Cheadle doing some really intense and amazing rapping. So it's worth your time. It's really, really cool. Uh, Uh,
2: Okay, that got me because I fucking (laughs) love Don Cheadle. Oh, yeah.
0: He's incredible. It's like... The video is so surrealist and has this like weird extra. I don't give anything away, but it's like it's a really captivating, interesting video. Um, but yeah, Kendrick Lamar just does such an amazing job. Like each of his albums is such a cohesive work of art, all the way to the cover art. His last album was narrativized and was super dense, and uh, it took a lot of listens to fully unpack and. Likewise, the album art was this shot of this thick crowd of people in front of the White House that you really had to see on the size of, like, vinyl or, like, blown up in high res or something to get all the detail of it and to get an idea of the visual story it was telling. Uh, The album had a long title to Pimp Butterfly. That album was really a long, runtime album. Like, it just all lined up perfectly. And this new album is called DAMN, all caps, period. And that is what this album is. The photo is simple. The design is minimal. The album follows suit. Um, it's not like untitled, unmastered type strip down. It is fully and masterfully produced. But it has hooks and beats that grab right into you without letting go. Um, I seriously, I can't count how many times I thought, damn, like after a song ended. But it is more than enough times for this album to earn its name in my book. Um... Kendrick O'Mara is just, I mean, he's as imperfect as any other person within this category, but, like, he's a poet and a prophet, and he is at the forefront of that category within every circle that I'm aware of. Um, God, I mean, I I know it's not music, like, for me, but I'm just so glad I get to listen to it. It's so powerful and impactful. Um, The stories that he's telling in this, like, the hooks and the musicality and his flow are so accessible in this. Um, where his last album, it was like, there was a lot of freeform jazz and stuff. So I love that this gives people who are um, less interested in kind of like, you know, writing a, a thesis on rap type thing, um, can still get into this album and find a lot of beats and hooks that they really, really like. Um, but it's still like, there's so much like it really rewards listening over and over every time i listen to it i get something new out of it this album doesn't disappoint and if you were you got a little bit lost into pimp a butterfly um but you're interested in what all the hype is about with kendrick lamar i really recommend checking out damn it's um i think it's a really good one uh it's a good entry point uh for kendrick lamar if you've never heard of him before or not if you've never heard of it, if you've never listened to him before, um, despite you know him being such a big figure in pop culture right now, I think this is a great album, um, a great place to start uh, with him because it's very of this moment. Um, there's a bunch of raps that in, talk about the 2016 election and stuff. It's just like super super fresh and current and relevant. So, uh, yeah, if. You haven't checked it out already. Kendrick Lamar's Damn is incredible. Yeah,
1: I went through and listened to the whole album. I think a couple of days after it came out, and it was definitely one that, like, I, I definitely feel like normally I'm in this age now to where I hate every album that my first listen through, and it, t- it takes me a little <laughs> while um, to come onto to come onto an album. And this was one where already there were a few standouts that I was like, okay, I got to go back and listen to these. And then that kind of blends into other ones that I've got to then come back and listen to. So I think he did a really good, a really, really great job with this album. So I'm, I'm excited about it still. Yeah. Me too. So Sandra, Don Cheadle, go listen to it. I will. (laughs) (laughs) Come for the raps, stay for the Cheadle. All right. um, (laughs) Come for the
0: Cheadle, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Depending on, yeah. yeah. (laughs) come for everybody. Um, All right. Uh, So we have a little bit of uh, pop culture news, but before we get into that, we have uh, some podcast accounts to settle. As you may remember, uh, we did an Oscar prediction bet um, back whenever award season was around, and final tally, Lucas Wright was the winner, and so he gets to choose any... Of course. Of course. Well... You won. I'll just stop with you one.
1: Um, I mean, everyone saw this coming, right? <laughs> it was said. a
2: very close call. Like, it was very
1: close. <laughs> it was. It was. You I won, won by, by one. One right? category. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if I hadn't taken my risk
1: on best actor. Oh, oh yeah.
0: <laughs> Lucas knew, is just so used doing, to being so. right. Yep. All right. Yep. Um, <laughs> so Lucas gets to choose a movie under three hours in length. Uh, that Sandra and I have to watch. So, Lucas, what is your pick? What's yes. on the chart for us?
1: Well, I this took me a lot of... I did a lot of contemplating about this. This was a hard decision. Um, I wanted to pick something that I knew neither of you guys had watched before, but I also wanted to do a movie that you guys probably wouldn't watch if I didn't bring it to your attention. Right. So, in looking at all my films, I I, I was looking at... Really, some of my favorite films of all time, um, that you guys would not get around to watching unless I told you that you had to watch it. Um, and so I'm choosing, for the film that you guys have to watch is 2015's *Slow West*. Have you guys heard of this movie? I've, no, I've never, never heard, heard of it. it. Yay! Okay, good. This is a. It was. It was. I. It was high on my 2015 um, best films of that year. This is the directorial debut of um, John McLean, who is a, in the beta band. If you guys have ever listened to the beta band, um, he this is his first movie ever. It stars Michael Fassbender, um, Ben Mendelsohn, and Cody Smith McPhee, which if you don't know who he is, he's the new Nightcrawler in the X-Men movies. But oh, okay. oh, he was great. Him that. for that. Yes. <laughs> uh, he, he, he's probably the best part of those movies. But um, but basically, this is a Scottish slash New Zealand film. It's a Western set in America, filmed in New Zealand, made by some Scottish people. So it's Perfect. really, really great. <laughs> um, I encourage you to watch, watch the trailer. The trailer is a ton of fun. Um, you can tell it's made by a musician. And this movie is one of one of my favorite westerns of all time. It just does a, a whole new take on uh, what the West is like from an outside perspective. Um, and it's really great. It's got Ben Mendelssohn cheesing it up, just being the biggest character you can imagine. Um, Michael Fassbender is you know just stunningly smoldering the entire time <laughs> um and cody schmidt mcphee just basically plays this newcomer to america from scotland um and just his wide-eyed excitement of what it's like to be in the west and his just complete uh misunderstanding of of how the world works so this is the movie guys
2: i'm excited it's really Lucas. great i
1: it's, don't it's ever so watch
2: <laughs> westerns they're just not my saying yeah. Um mm-hmm. but this one looks super compelling.
1: Yeah. It's very different from any Western you've ever seen before. That's what I like to hear. This is really a best case scenario yep. for us. Thank you for you could have been spiteful. <laughs> you could
0: have done so many things, but like being exposed to a film we would have. not <laughs> otherwise have seen and a movie I hadn't yep. even heard of before, but based on the description I'm really excited about. Like, this is great. I can't wait to talk about it.
2: Y'all are y'all yes. are lucky because Um, so I do this (laughs) on my birthday where on my birthday, I make my friends watch whatever movie I want. And so Lucas, I apply a very similar tactic where it's a movie Mm -hmm. that like, I don't think I could ever get them to watch otherwise, but it's a movie that I think they'll like. And one year, I succeeded in making them watch um, the One Direction documentary. And we had a ball. Oh my gosh. So y'all are just lucky that y'all didn't have to watch the One Direction documentary after.
1: Well, if you applied... I I did not realize how close I came. (laughs) Uh, Lucas, I think
2: you'd be surprised at how good of a movie it is.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) No. I will not do that. (laughs) Oh, man. I will
0: say I was... I always skip the musical um, guess on Saturday Night Live. But this week with Harry Styles, like it started before I jumped up to hit the skip button. And uh, th- from the first <laughs> note he sang, I was like, hold on. And it was really good. Like throughout the whole performance, yeah. I was surprised.
2: Yeah, so, he's, I'm so excited about his solo career. I did We'll know, talk about Harry Styles at a different date. <laughs>
0: yeah, I didn't know he had that good of a voice. But yeah, another conversation for another time. Um, the yes. big news we want to talk about this week is the new Star Wars trailer for Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, yeah, how, so the my, teaser my, trailer I mean, came out who's this not?
2: weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lucas, why don't you start us off then, like about if you're if you're not into it.
1: Oh, no, no, I said who's not excited. Oh, who's oh, not, yeah. Oh, I thought yeah. you
2: said I was not. I was like, oh, oh well, no, 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 let's no. I no, about this. No,
1: I'm. <laughs> No, 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 no. I am very excited for it. My first question was going to um, be how big of a screen
0: like... did you watch it on?
1: <laughs> That's actually, that actually is a really good question. I watched it on my 27 inch uh, monitor um, at work on full, I full volume. I did but the same. I did the same. It's one of those situations where nobody's going to get mad at you for watching that trailer at work because uh, everybody else is watching it too. <laughs> at so, your
2: work, maybe. Um, <laughs>
1: Everyone <well. laughs> gathered around the monitor at our place. Yeah, it was great. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, I feel like this is... Like, we had a ton of excitement surrounding the first trailer of The Force Awakens. We had a whole new view of this world that we hadn't been in in a long time, and we were super excited about. Um, Kind of the same thing with Rogue One, where we're entering kind of a world that we had seen before but it had been a long time we're kind of going back in the past now um and now we're picking up where we left off 2 years ago and i feel like this trailer is really good really good do not get me wrong but it felt very produced very corporate very this is we're going to give you this specific information as opposed to artful i think i was 100% okay with that cuz i didn't want Um, you know, I, I want a trailer that will get me excited for the movie and that's really it. I don't want a lot of plot points, anything like that. Yeah, Um, I think I could just feel, yeah. Oh yeah. And I feel like, I feel it with this trailer specifically and I'm sure it was there with the other ones. It's just my excitement overwhelmed this feeling, but, um, just that, I mean, Disney is doing such a good job with the star Wars brand and they're being very careful with how much they put out there, you know, at once. Um, and so it feels, I think less artistic and more corporate, which in this scenario, I'm kind of okay with, but I, I don't think, well, we'll get into that later. What it had. How did you guys feel about it? Um,
2: I loved it. I, um, I saw someone post a gif of the first shot before I saw the trailer, um, and on Twitter. And that's how I knew that found out that the trailer was out, um, I wasn't online as much as I normally am this weekend. And um, so I knew what was coming in that first shot, but I even still the first shot of the trailer is my favorite part because I love how it zooms in and you don't really know what you're looking at. You might, it could be like an ocean. You're not really sure. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see that hand come down and we see that rush of um, her face. And I was, it was very exciting. Um, I, I, I just loved it. Um, I think that more. And I'm I'm. This is a little off topic, so we can get back on to the trailer in a second. But more than the trailer, I'm obsessed with the poster that came that was released for this movie. Oh yeah, we
0: need to talk about oh, yeah. that.
2: That poster is so stunning and might be one of my favorite movie posters of all time. I know I'm saying that pretty prematurely because I haven't seen the movie, and so I'm just like hoping that I love the movie as much as I expect to because I want to treasure this poster I think it's gorgeous
0: it feels like something like a high-end somebody trying to get a job or something made this poster as like this is such a beautiful design but it could never be made because it's way too stripped down and then that's it that's the official one and it's perfect not a single extra thing is on there i love it yeah
2: the big question is though is this the poster that's going to be used officially or is this like a teaser poster because yeah this
1: is definitely going to be a teaser poster yeah
2: (laughs)
0: see this is what bums me out because i think that poster is all you need and this trailer is all you need like it's star wars it's going to get a billion trillion dollars like regardless of what you do i feel like if you do this and you have commercials with the same kind of stuff You'll be just fine. But there's going to be at least two more trailers before this movie comes out.
2: I am I need one more trailer. Not that I wasn't going to go see it. I don't need a trailer to, like, get me into the theater. Um, but I think it needs another trailer. This trailer is wonderful. And teaser trailers, I think, are fun. But I do think there is a, a beauty and an art to a trailer that lets you know, like, what kind of story and plot there is going to be told in the movie
1: yeah that's fair I, I just... 100% do not think that that's necessary but I mean especially for Star Wars because I mean I guess the point of the trailer is to get butts in seats and for Star Wars that will not like having a trailer will not get more people into the theater I
2: don't think so Lucas not having a trailer I think you're you
1: think You think there are people who are going to go to this just based off the trailer who aren't going to go to this? I think that they
2: are like intellectually saying, like, now that I've seen that trailer, I will go see this movie. But I think that Star Wars movies have always had huge marketing campaigns behind them, you know, like, Mm -hmm. because they're big movies. And so I think Mm -hmm. you're, I think a Star Wars movie with no marketing. We'll definitely still get a lot of people to see it because it's a Star Wars movie. But I don't think it will get as much as it needs to make its money back. I think movies need marketing.
0: Here's what I hope. I I hope that now that we're in a world that there's new Star Wars every year, that one Star Wars movie for the marketing does, because it's going to get stale after a while. One marketing campaign decides, you know what, we're going to do one teaser trailer, we're going to do one poster... And that's it, and the rest of it is gonna be word of mouth, and because I don't not every franchise can do that. Like not every, you know, it reminds me of Beyonce. Like not everyone can drop a visual album with all of their tracks with zero press and still like deserve album of the year. But with a franchise as big as Star Wars and as beloved as Star Wars, I think they have they're in the unique ability to be able to do something very uh, bold like that and i wish they would but i don't i think you're right sandra it's not going to happen with this one but i just hope that since this is something that will happen for the rest of our lives we get to see that at least once we'll see we'll see
1: i am nervous about watching any more trailers for this um because this is definitely something that i don't want to know a lot about of the plot uh, know a lot about the plot going into so we'll see We'll see. We'll see how much I watch.
0: Yeah, I've been very upset. There have been some articles that have come out on sites that are usually very good about spoilers where the title of the article is a spoiler, and I'm upset.
1: Yeah, that's annoying. I'm
0: over it, but, like, that's yeah. garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. All right. Well, speaking of franchises that never, ever end, um, shall we talk about The Fate of the Furious?
2: Absolutely. Boom. Oh. Speak box, mask, go rat, ta, ta, ta.
1: All right, let's
0: get into it. Fate of the Furious, eighth installment in the Fast and Furious franchise, came out this past week, and we all went to go see it. I want to know what y'all thought of it. I want to know where you ranked it. Um, I feel like I should put out there because you guys did your whole episode on having seen the entire franchise so far. I saw 1, 2, and 3 in theaters and then 7. So I missed a whole oh, wow. I missed a whole bunch in between. I missed the franchise become what it is today. I just saw the first 3 be like all basically about racing and then I saw 7 which was so fun and so big and then I saw this one. So that's where I'm coming from. But huh. you guys, having seen all of them, what
1: were your thoughts?
2: Lucas, why don't you go first?
1: Okay. Um, so for me, this franchise, it's hard for me to have a conversation about this franchise with certain people because they view this movie like compared to another great movie or like Star Wars or something like that. Um And you can't, you have to like take this movie on its own level and say, this is what the franchise is. Is it living up to what that franchise wants to be? And I think the answer is yes. I think, um, this movie was phenomenal. I thought there was so much good action in this movie. Um, I think characters are never super fleshed out in any of these movies. Um, And so that's not something I came into this movie looking for Um, there. I didn't feel like there was going to be huge, crazy character arcs. um, And I don't think there was, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I got a lot of really exciting um, moments from this film that I was really surprised by. And that's usually what I want for the fast and furious movies are something that makes me go, wow, I have never seen that before. This is insane.
2: Yeah. So I, I'm trying to like temper down my excitement because i really i don't know how accurately i'm judging this or if i'm just like running off the high of having seen it recently um but i was amazed at this movie it (laughs) I, i don't think i'm gonna say it's my favorite fast and the furious movie because i think fast five holds a very special place in my heart yep um but it's almost my favorite fast and the furious movie i wow
1: yeah this definitely comes in at number two for me yeah
2: i think it does yeah like it blew my mind i i mean okay things that we want from an act from a fast and the furious movie obviously top of the list is incredible stunts that we never see anywhere else like you said lucas and that it delivers like beyond for that on that oh yeah Um, oh yeah this is some of the craziest stuff I think we've ever seen in this franchise and a franchise full of crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah. And other things that I want from the fast and furious movie is like the camaraderie, um, some humor, seeing faces that I thought were gone and, you know, and having recurring characters. I love that the fast and the furious movies like brings in these small characters, um, from past films to like reappear out of nowhere. Um, they do that in every single one and every single time it delights me. And I'm surprised. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe (laughs) that, that that character showed up again. Um, and it just delivered on every front. I would say my only critique, but it's not even really a critique is that this movie is not quite as funny as, as other ones have been, because I think it's dealing with some more like serious plot. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm okay with that trade-off. Like, I'm okay with a less lighthearted movie to explore the things that we got to explore in this, in this entry. Okay, this is um, so but,
0: interesting to me. Oh, no, go ahead. I didn't realize. Yeah,
2: no, go for it, it. I just was, I'm in love, and I'm, and I'm still, like, I can't believe how good it was.
0: This is so interesting to me, because I had so much fun with this movie. I really, really enjoyed it, but I, I... Didn't quite know where you guys would rank this as far as like having seen all of them, because and now you're both saying like it's either one or two and that's awesome. But I, like, it's definitely above one, two, and three the other ones that I've seen. But um, oh yeah, I think I liked seven more than this one, which isn't to say that I you know that's not a knock against this one, but I feel like mm-hmm. the seventh movie had these kind of like super awesome, like to the level of being like cartoonishly unbelievable stunts, like cars flying through buildings and all this stuff. And it was so such an incredible spectacle. And like uh, the the it was almost like the stunts were unbelievable, but the character beats were really believable. They had like the really emotionally impactful yeah. Paul Walker stuff. Um and just in general there was a lot more mm-hmm. going on about, you know, parenthood and I felt like there was a lot of character interaction in that movie uh, that injected it with a lot of heart for this movie. I feel like the stunts were more grounded and believable. Um, I mean, they were still ridiculous, but uh, Mm -hmm. the, the character beats felt a little harder to believe. It felt like there were some things that were just kind of presented like, and now this is happening. Like now these people are getting along and this is going on. And like, it's still super fun because it's like oh great like what if those people were on the same team or what if this was happening or what if these people were doing that um it's kind of like uh a drawing your own comic book adventure type thing like oh what if you know mm-hmm. thor and uh, the hulk did get in a fight like they have no reason to like god we'll just make something up so it felt kind of ham-fisted <laughs> at a couple places like that in this movie yeah um, mm-hmm. Which made for a really fun movie, and I loved it. But it was just kind of—it seemed like that was inverse. So it was either like really believable character stuff, really unbelievable stunts, or vice versa. And I think the uh, the roller coaster ride, the kind of like carnival act of Furious Seven, was uh, mm-hmm. more fun because of I was like I knew that I was coming in for a really unbelievable uh, spectacle, but I liked that I that the character stuff felt more real. And I think also part of that could be that I didn't see the other ones. And so whenever I went into seven, I kind of like gave it more credit because I was like, Oh, there's a bunch of other stuff I just didn't know about. Whereas with eight, I was like, Oh, I just saw the last one. So I should know this should mean more to me. Um, where Mm -hmm. really it, it couldn't because like the moment there's, um, some characters from previous in the franchise that, Like, get referenced in this movie. And I'm sure that for you guys, it was a huge deal. But for me, I hadn't seen those characters. And so, it didn't hit me as hard. So, So um, one. but overall, I thought it was really great. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: No, that's okay. So, one thing I want to say, like, comparing it to Seven, is that, you know, Lucas and I both watched Seven recently. And, Lucas, did you watch it one or two times? I watched it twice. Right. So, we've both seen Seven twice. And I think Seven is a really fun movie, but the plot of Seven it makes no sense at all. And oh, really? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it like when you're watching it, you're just like, "Oh, what what is even happening here?" Um, <laughs> but what so one of the things that had me so excited about um, Fate of the Furious is how like I was watching it, and I was like this plot makes sense. It's crazy, but it makes <laughs> sense. And I'm following it. <laughs> like, so it's true. I think I was really like, that was one thing that really impressed me. And I know that that seems so silly to someone who's listening to this, but that hasn't seen these movies that like the, I the fact that I'm praising the fact that the plot, makes <laughs> that sense, the
0: plot is intelligible.
2: <laughs> I know. I know that that sounds ridiculous, but this franchise is just like, like you said earlier, Lawson, it's, or I'm sorry, maybe it was Lucas. But it's its own thing. You cannot judge the Fast and the Furious movies to any other movies in the world. Like, you can only so judge sure. them amongst each other. um, Because they're, it's its own world. It's its own universe. Uh, it's own laws of science. It's its own laws of storytelling. Uh, they And um. so, anyway, I thought one of the reasons that had me so excited was because I feel like they did a lot of work in making the plot make sense in this movie in a way that they haven't done in like some other movies. Mm-hmm.
1: And I don't, I don't think it's a great plot. I don't think sure. that um, it's, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't think it works perfectly, but it at least follows a, a linear progression that <laughs> makes sense as to why characters are where they are for most of the the movie, um, which is, I think, uh, leaps and bounds ahead of what happened in six and seven um those got a little bit confusing on <laughs> why people are going where and what is what is actually the plan and goal um and so this i think cleaned it up and made it a little more simple um but i i i think for me coming back to 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 character work here um i don't think like i i think this movie suffers because of the lack of paul walker um i think he is sorely missed in this movie. And I wish I, I think the, the relationship between he, him and Vin Diesel in these movies, um, was something I didn't really care too much about in the previous installments. But in this one, I realized how much I missed that. Um, just giving, giving Vin Diesel someone to act against and to have a lot of those, I think, deeper conversations with, um, I don't think he has anybody now to kind of go up against, and which is might be one of the reasons that they use him in the way that they do in this movie. Um, but I definitely think I missed that a lot.
0: Yeah, I agree. Oh. And without giving anything away, they introduce a new kind of character to this uh, gang. Um, not like as a... Sorry, we'll get into that in spoilers, but... There's a new character that felt very much like it did nothing
1: that Paul Walker did. Like, just didn't help at all. Okay. If we're talking about Scott Eastwood, that guy is trash and should not be an actor. Yeah, it was it was abominable. It was so terrible. I'm glad they didn't introduce him in a way that is as if to replace Paul Walker, but he is just another person in this movie. Um but yeah, he's not good. He's the acting equivalent of the color beige.
2: Okay, well, let's talk about someone <laughs> who is good. Um, My mind was blown by Charlize Theron in this movie. I loved everything she was delivering.
1: Yeah, I thought you did great. Did you think she was over the top enough?
2: Yes, I did.
1: Good, good. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. I think I, I, I've heard a lot of criticism of, you know, she's too quiet and too kind of calm and whatever in this movie. I was like, that's exactly what you need. You need someone against the, you yeah. need someone who is overacting, you know, under the radar kind of a situation as opposed to Kurt Russell's ridiculous, crazy, um, oh, on top of everything. I'm affectionate. Voiced, so. I, I have
2: a lot of affection for Kurt Russell's performance in these movies. I think they're just like the oh, right me level too. of cheesy. Um, but, Oh, for sure. It's yeah. like his right and, eye is stuck sh-
0: in a constant loop of winking. Right at the camera. <laughs> Sh-
2: Charlize Theron, though, I think she's my favorite villain so far in this franchise. um She is was just magnetic to watch. She was, I think, the scariest villain that we've had. Uh, and she, like, like you said, Lucas, you know, she was. There were moments that were very serious and quiet, but that was a level of over the topness that I enjoyed even when she was quiet. Yes. And then the moments when she needed to be like yelling and like, you know, vicious, which, um,
1: which was like twice. She yells like twice in this movie and that's it. Right. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: Which is, and it was great.
2: Yeah. I was just, I, I was obsessed with her. Um,
1: I think, I think that what, what I, 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 I loved her. I didn't necessarily like how she was used throughout the movie. Um, I feel like, and we can t- again talk about this in spoilers. Um, but I, I feel like um, she was very, I guess, segmented in this movie. She doesn't get a whole lot to do. She has a lot to say, but not a lot to physically do. Okay,
2: yeah, I get you. Um, someone who does get a lot to do is um Jason Statham in this movie. Um, oh Jason,
0: yeah, that is he does sure.
1: amazing.
2: Jason Statham. I. I didn't really care for him very much in seven. Um, Mm -hmm. It felt like there were too many villains in seven and Jason Statham kind of felt a little like one note to me. Um, Yes. But in this movie, he is like one of my favorite parts of it. Um, I, his action sequence is like, just like so cool to watch. Like, I think I liked the sequences that we got with him and action more than a lot of the car stuff that happened. And I love the car
1: stuff. A hundred percent. There yeah. was
0: this sense yeah. of it being so cool and these action sequences being so cool and smooth that they were almost funny. Like, I wanted to say that they were fun. And that reminded me so much of his uh, role in spy for some reason, just like you yeah. are such a charming yes. dude, exactly. no matter. And you're able to pull off these action sequences seamlessly. Yeah.
2: He was not charming as a villain in Seven. Um, And in this movie, he had a lot of charm. And I was just like, oh, I get it now. I have a crush on (laughs) me. Totally.
0: All right. Well, um, I want to make sure we take the time to get into spoilers. Uh, Before we jump in, are there any final thoughts? And if you had to put a ranking to it, how would you rank this movie among the others in the franchise?
2: I mean, definitely number two but it's like almost number one for me like it i mean again and i i need to do that ranking again lawson after i like watch all the movies like a few months from now um because Mm -hmm. i think fresh eyes uh, you know a second viewing will maybe give me a more honest representation of it but Mm -hmm. um right now it's super up there
1: yeah i'm i'm also gonna go it's in the number two position after uh fast five yeah
0: you know guys it's number two for me also right behind fast seven so, <laughs> that's crazy. That's uh, so crazy. Out of the ones that I've seen, um, it's been a while since I've seen that one too. Oh, so we can try to remember this, and then later on, Sandra, you and I can have a, an honest assessment of it because Lucas is so qualified to make his ranking; it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but we can get a more even deal later on. All right. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's jump into spoilers. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out?
2: Are you paying attention? It's your
0: last chance to walk away.
2: Let me
1: tell you what's gonna happen. No, crack and gas.
2: Spoilers!
1: Remember, you wanted this.
0: I just wanted to say right off the bat that I love the the premise of this movie being, you know, Vin Diesel turns on his family and you that's an amazing hook in the trailer is like, why would he turn? Why would Dom turn? And I love that the only thing that could make Vin Diesel turn against family is more family. <laughs> like Yes. Of course. Of course yeah. that's the only thing. It was just so it's um, like the only thing that can cut through adamantium is more adamantium. Like Let me say when we saw
2: Elena when we saw Elena come into the out, like out of the dark the shadows in her little prison cell, mm-hmm. I gasped. I was like oh, Elena, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was so bummed out when I saw her oh, because man. as soon as I saw her, I was like, "Oh, she's dead." Like, they that's
2: I had hope. I had hope. Let me I say, mean, a, there's been a lot of deaths in the Fast and Furious franchise, and that been, I think was the most gruesome and shocking definitely, for me. Definitely,
0: man, this really makes me think I I have to watch the other ones because I didn't know who she was. And as soon as it popped up, I was like, it's not going to make sense for Dom to have a baby mama and a wife, like, she's going to die so that he can have Except a baby. It does
2: make sense, uh, no, but it's, yeah. it's messier.
0: I thought that. I was, as soon as I saw that, I was like, there, she's gone. She's going to die so that it, Dom can raise this baby with Mia.
2: Let me tell you, the dom Letty elena relationships are or one Leti, of my sorry. favorite things. Uh, the, one of my favorite things in this franchise because he loves both of these women so much. And these two women have nothing against each other. And he just, he's had two loves of his life. You know, and I, it's one of those moments where it's just like Polly Amory could have solved a lot in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) And if he could have just like been living with both of them, that would have like, he would have, he could have protected Elena. It's just, oh, it's, it's Hmm. so much.
1: (sighs) Well, (laughs) I, I, she's, she is probably one of my least favorite characters of the, like of the crew. Um, and so I'm glad that you're glad she was killed. I'm glad that, no, no, I'm, I'm was definitely murdered. not glad that she's killed, but I understand. I'm, I'm glad she was able to be used <laughs> <laughs> in such a good manner that made me care for her. Um, because before I didn't really at all, um, she, she, she's very prominent in five. Um, I would say sidelined a little bit in six and barely in seven at all. Um. And I, I think this she definitely gave Seven? us a yeah. She, she she's Seven. the rocks partner.
2: Yeah, yeah. She's
1: they jump out the window. Oh, and that's and right. And fights I at the very beginning that. of the movie. Sorry, I mean, she's not in the movie for the rest of the time. <laughs> yeah, sorry, <laughs> no. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, so I like I I think it did a very good job about making me care for her again and making that that death extremely powerful. Um, what I didn't like though was the fact that there was no communication between Vin Diesel and his team about this? Like, I feel like if his thing is family, then why would he not tell his family that he has more family and that's why he has to do this thing? Like I, I get I get it for the plot, like that's how it has to be, but it just seemed so ridiculous to me that Vin Diesel just pieces out um and puts his other family at risk. How is
2: he supposed to tell more family. his crew? He was being Uh honored. well when
1: he goes back to his he wasn't being monitored all the time. I mean he was, but I mean I, I feel like Vin Diesel would have found a way. He did find a way. He did yeah, find, a way. He we found saw him find a way. But
0: Right, but, but he could have like I, gone under the hotel sheets for a second with a notepad and then <laughs> written down, Hey, I'm gonna go away because they have my son held captive. Don't try to Yeah, blow but me he up doesn't know how
2: how surveilled he is. Like
1: Yeah. This is a hack I I, 100% that can get it. <laughs> I Hack the bitch. I 100 percent get why. It just made me so frustrated that he didn't tell Letty. I feel like he should have like, like he should have at least tried. I, I want I wanted to see a scene of him trying and failing. To me, that's what I wanted. It, it was made a for testament an amazing to
2: their love oh, go ahead. because they trust each other so much and they know each other so well that he could like go off and do this, and she knows. She knows. That he's
1: like okay, like that's not him. He's gonna stop doing this soon. Oh my gosh! (laughs) As soon as Um, he like, can we talk about the fact? Oh, go. No, I was just
0: gonna say. As soon as he came back, they were all like, "Oh, you're good
1: again," and I mean, yeah, because he was. They
2: know he was.
1: They were right, well, and I was did, just like— Well, he did bulldoze, like, seven trucks and blow them up, so they kind that's of— That's true. Like, oh, yeah.
0: They were like, <laughs> I guess, I guess he's good again, but they didn't oh, have any conversation. Like yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say?
1: Can we talk about the fact that Charlize Theron is the first Fast and Furious villain who doesn't drive a car? Oh. That's
2: very true. Um.
1: She's, she's in the plane the entire movie. We never see her off of the plane that's, except for when she meets Dom at the beginning. Right. The plane is Other like a flying that, car. She's on the plane. <laughs> but she doesn't even fly it.
2: Yeah. No, that's really interesting. Also, I, my mean, I don't think was she down. is the first because, like, does, like, Braga, like, the drug lord, like, he's not, like, a driver, you know? Um, uh,
1: he's not a driver, but we do see him driving.
2: Oh, do we? Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really yeah. interesting.
1: We never see her in a car. At all,
0: and well, we may Um, have a chance to see her in a car in the future because she parachuted out of that movie and into the next one.
2: Thank God she didn't (laughs) die. I just like I need more villain Charlize in this franchise.
1: Yeah, you can definitely tell there's more going on with her. mm And that that's where I felt like it was limiting was just having her be in this plane talking into a headset for most of the movie. I wanted more of her interacting with characters. Yeah. Um I like she did a great job talking into a headset, but that's just what I wanted more of is not her, you know, giving play-by-plays and one-liners to to her people. I want her like her conversations with Dom are the best that she does in this entire movie, and I want more of that. I want her talking to the team, talking to um, you know the rest, the rest of. I want I want her talking to Mister Nobody. That's what I want. I want her them yeah. to have a conversation. I also want her to kill Little Nobody. <laughs> yes, I I loved <laughs> that they that everyone just made fun of him yeah, the entire time. He's that that was great.
2: Right, he's not great, but like Tyrese no. making fun of him is that oh yeah. Fun. That
1: that made him bearable in this movie, that that they just got to, like, prank him and make fun of him the entire movie. Uh, But anytime he actually had to do anything, it was pretty rough.
0: (laughs) Well, guys, I completely agree with you that it was so fun to have him kind of as this punching bag for other people's humor. But there were two or three moments in the movie where he was supposed to be like, you know what, guys? I get it now. I'm not lame anymore. Rule number three, there are no rules break the glass and i was just like "Ugh, so flat he's not good he's not good but this movie i love that this movie was so good and so fun that it didn't matter i left the movie being like that was amazing even though there were several solid minutes of dialogue Mm -hmm. delivered by a terrible actor doing terrible dialogue
2: um okay so let me i want to before we leave go over things that like had me so excited of course number one was seeing elena again um Number two was having Helen Mirren in this franchise. Yes. Um, yes. She did so good. We need more Helen Mirren. That is mm-hmm. what Agreed. I really, really want. I think she was, I was excited to see her, but I think Perfect. she was definitely underused. Um mm-hmm. And then number three was seeing Lucas. I know that you recognize this. Um, just seeing the faces again of the two guys that were in yep. Fast Five. Yep. Oh, uh, yep. uh, yeah, uh, losses, yeah. Like the ambulance driver, the, par- the paramedics, yeah, the paramedics mm-hmm. were people that were on Dom's team back in Brazil in Fast Five. Oh, and, cool.
1: I was like, yeah, I don't recognize like, those guys, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's little moments yeah. like that where you're just like, ah, oh, there they are, they're still alive. See,
1: I think Fast and Furious is doing the best version of what a comic book series should do. Um, is Be less worried about, you know, intellectual property and how we're going to build this into, you know, Infinity War or whatever. And just, like, throw in some people that make the fans excited. I think that's what people want out of a comic book movie is, oh, it'd be so great if this person showed up in this. And you can't really do that the way that Marvel and DC um, are kind of structuring their movies. Um, you can't have one scene where one of, you know, one crazy superhero comes back from whatever. Um, it doesn't work well. And I like what, what Marvel's doing, but I think this is, I think, the most exciting version of what a superhero movie can yeah, be.
0: This, yeah, this conversation, even more than y'all's recap episode, is like yeah. the
1: biggest motivation for me to watch all of them. Like, I'm so yeah. well, interested and, in doing yeah, that now. you 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 haven't seen the movie where Luke Evans is the bad guy. Right. And he comes back to help out for one scene. He's in this movie for, like, a minute, and it's still great. It's really like, great. Yeah, I knew yeah. his connection to Jason um, Statham because of Fast 7,
0: but... Yes, yes, yeah. Okay, that was um, my big... But, yeah, there's, oh, there's history there. What was your big... I was just saying. My big wow it. moment, which we talked about a little bit or alluded to earlier, um, is... Jason Statham with the baby listening to Alvin and the Chipmunks yep. running through that sequence was pure joy. It was so fun. It was so yeah. good. I, I, see- I
1: this so that oh, I, I was just gonna say so so that that scene is is copied from a um, a 1992 Hong Kong movie Hard Boiled. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that. But basically, the same thing happens. a a a guy has a whole shootout fight with just like holding a baby and putting it puts cotton in his his ears and raps to him the entire time. Um, But and that's that's like a classic. But this, I think, did it so much better because you have the comedy involved and you have um, just I think superior choreography. um, And it was completely unexpected. That's completely unexpected. That scene was so
2: fun, but. The scene that really like wowed me was the prison break scene. Um, that prison. Break oh yeah, scene that was great. Was so exhilarating. Um, just seeing yep. like the hand to hand combat and the the somersaults and the parkour mm-hmm. that Jason Statham was doing. Um, I I was so enthralled by that one. Yeah, yep.
1: it was great. I think th- I think the biggest the biggest thing that that um... I had a hard time with with this movie was how everyone is just okay with Jason Statham now.
2: Okay, I thought about (laughs) that because I felt the same way, Lucas. I was like, he killed Han, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. they did not not address at all the fact that he murdered in cold blood one of the guys on the team. I,
2: I, I get that, but here's my justification for it. So, like, in this universe, like... One thing that I love about it is that enemies become friends and friends become em- enemies like all the time in this universe. Yep. And so that yep. was really cool to see like this major enemy become an alliance. Um mm-hmm. And I think the only way I can justify it is that, you know, there that he killed Han because um, someone messed with his family, you know, and yep. family sees family like they like they're, mad at him for the things that he Mm -hmm. did but they respect the reasons why he did it.
1: And I I would be 100% okay with that if someone had just brought that up. Sure. If someone had just said once, hey, I'm not okay with this. You killed Han. And they'd had a conversation about it that lasted like 10 seconds. Yeah. That's all I wanted. But for nobody to mention Han and just be like, oh, Jason Stevens on our team. All right, cool. Yeah. I was like, really? Really? You guys are just okay with this? It's too painful
2: to bring up Han. It's just too painful to even mention his name. So let's,
1: yeah, just, I, let's
0: just. I don't know if you've seen the internet rumors. I was rumors, hoping someone but... would
1: bring it up at the end, and it turned out he wasn't dead.
0: Well, I don't know if you've seen the internet rumors, but maybe the reason they didn't talk about it or don't hold it against him is because Han is actually still alive.
2: Okay, but by rumors. That's what I want. By rumors, the directors, like, basically, the rumor is like one of the people involved in the. Fast and the Furious franchise was just like I don't know maybe it could happen like it, it's not like it's actually <laughs> yeah. like it's, guys I have yeah. two
0: independently verified sources um <laughs> yeah. I always source my facts before I spread them so Han's coming back <laughs>
2: okay before we we do have to talk about what of all the car stuff that we got to see um the stunt that like I was so pumped about was when Charlize Theron was remote controlling all the cars in New York City. Yes.
1: Uh, zombie cars. Zombie
2: cars were so cool. It was inc- um, like
1: it, That, that, all those that cars. was definitely a point where I was like, I've never seen anything like yes. this before.
2: Yes, it reminded me, so not exactly, but it reminded me a little bit of, did you all ever see Live Free or Die Hard?
0: Yes, I did. Yes. 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 So
2: Live Free or Die Hard had, I love that movie. It had um, <laughs> a sequence in which... Um, like a hacker was controlling all the stoplights in the city. Um, mm-hmm. And so he was yeah. like causing cars to crash into each other or like opening up streets and like causing traffic to like flow in whatever direction he wanted. Um, and so it gave me like, it was a little bit like that of the idea of like yeah. using tra-
1: also using traffic also maybe the as Italian weapon. job as well. Yes.
2: Yeah. It was, a little, you yeah. know, which is the, the same director right, and Charlize. Yep. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I, I liked that. I think I'm so tired of hackers that <laughs> um when when it happened I was like oh gosh of course she's hacking the cars like it looked cool it 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 worked really really well but I just think overall I don't like hacking villains in movies anymore nothing against this movie it's just in general I'm just so tired of hackers sure but yeah sure. the, the visual
0: of seeing that like hundreds of cars Bumper to bumper, mm-hmm. all driving, like, 100 miles an hour and taking crazy bank curves and stuff was stunning. And, it, like, whenever they got in that position yeah. Yeah. where it was just this enormous pile, like, you couldn't see where one car stopped and one car ended, and it was, like, done to incapacitate Dom and... Or, no, at the uh, the Russian leader. I was, yeah. was so cool. The only other stunt in this movie that came close to that, car-wise for me, was whenever... and It was so touching. Whenever, um... Dom was had to jump out of the car that he just used to get the heat seeker to hit the sub. And all of the cars came and, like, made a shield around him to protect him from the blast. I was it was
1: so sweet. It was the so most sweet. implausible but touching piece of that movie for sure. yeah, yeah, also, there was a nuke on that sub, right? Yeah. I was like, they're all dead. <laughs> like, what's happening? Yeah. yeah. They explained I mean, I'm that it, somehow. But they but did. They
0: had a one really... line. It didn't. Yeah.
2: Again, science <laughs> does not matter in this movie. In this <laughs> nope. <franchise>. Nope.
0: <laughs> so it sounds like we would all highly recommend it. Are there any final thoughts before we wrap up our conversation about The Fate of the Furious?
2: I would just say that, like, I'm really intrigued now that, you know, we have these, you know, Brian's retired um, to be with family. Mm-hmm. And now Dom has a kid and Hobbs has always had a kid, but now we see that that's like, I guess, more of a priority to him um, to like,
1: you
2: know, keep himself a little (laughs) bit more safe. So I'm very intrigued about what the next movie is going to be like and how they're going to reckon with like putting themselves in danger when they have all these children now to like that depend on them
1: yeah all the children get kidnapped I
2: mean that's probably Man. you know like uh, surprise or all me. the children
1: <laughs> learn how to drive and they... uh, they're not old they're, enough
2: no they're babies
0: I know but we could do a time jump we're not doing a oh, time gosh. jump no, uh, that's... no one they've thing already, I did the last thing they've already time jumped needs. one
2: time in this franchise
0: that feels like support for my theory that they would time jump again
2: I get that but except, <laughs> here's the thing i don't think you can age vin diesel like i don't think yeah i don't think they're gonna put on old age makeup on all these actors
0: yeah that's no, true no i i thought it was so interesting that there was no stinger like there was nothing after the credits and so it really like could go any direction for the next movie yeah we shall see that we shall all right well this has been great um Let's wrap it up by letting people know where they can find us online. If you enjoy this episode, always feel free to rate us on iTunes. Or um if you have more to say about the Fate of the Furious yourself, you can tweet us at feeling it pod. Um or send us an email at um feelingitpod at gmail.com. Yeah. So uh
2: And I'm ahead. Sandra Omstuds. You can find me <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Um uh, and letterbox. Um, my username is at Sandra Omstutz. My last name is spelled A M S T U T Z.
1: And I'm Lucas Wright. You can find me everywhere at Lucas and stuff. Um, also check out Slow West because we're. I'm sure we're going to talk about it after everybody watches. Right. It. Yes. Great point.
0: And I'm Lawson Soured. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and letterbox at Lawson West. Thank you guys Bye-bye. so much. Adios. Thank you. Bye now. Goodbye. Go away. Right.
1: I'll see you soon, okay?
2: That's it? Go home? Yeah.
1: Moving along, Padre. Goodbye, old friend. That's it. That's our
2: show for tonight, people.